Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We're continuing our coverage from the Greater Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Expo. And we're joined now with Cap by Captain Pete Alex from Vision Quest Sport Fishing. Captain Pete, thanks for joining us. Hi, Chris. Appreciate you coming on. And we're gonna talk something that a uh, little bit out of the ordinary. I think uh, when most people think Lake Erie, especially in the age of 2020, they think walleye. Um, but one of the things that you do is you target lake trout on Lake Erie. Tell us about the lake trout fishery on Lake Erie. Well, a lot of people don't know that, but uh, out of Pennsylvania, we have a really, really good lake trout fishery, especially in the spring and fall period. And uh, the, our fish commission and the uh, federal program combined to uh, commit to about 150 to 200,000 lake trout annually. So they're constantly stocking the lake with lake trout out of Erie, Pennsylvania. And what is it about lake trout? I, and, and I've talked to a couple different people and it's, there's a federal effort right now to kind of get more lake trout into the lake. What is it about lake trout that, that has uh, the feds interested in trying to get more and more of them into the lake? Native species, says it all. Uh, it, was, it was once a native species, took uh, a big hit back uh, maybe the 50s, 60s, uh, probably the, the lamprey eel put a big dent in the population. And so the lake trout population plummeted on Lake Erie and uh, to the point of extinction. So mm -hmm. the, the federal people got involved and uh, wanted to make sure that the lake trout were restored being a native species and are committed to that restoration or continued stocking program in, until probably eternity, really. Other than that stocking, what do you think has helped bring the lake trout back? Gobies. I think uh, gobies is one thing. Um, it provided a instant forage base because uh, our smelt population, which they fed on uh, years ago, uh, declined. And I think the gobies replaced um, that as far as a bait fish. And our fisheries people are constantly working on, uh, there's, there's a variety of strains of lake trout out there. There's probably seven to 11 different strains. So they're constantly uh, doing research to find which strain survives the best in Lake Erie. When's the best time to go out and target these lake trout for you? When are you out there going after them? It's usually uh, the latter part of April through the whole month of May. And then, uh, then the focus takes place on walleyes in Lake Erie really with some steelhead mixed in. So once, once the walleye kicks in, people kind of forget about lake trout. They've moved out deeper. They start to scatter. They start to migrate towards the deep water into New York. So, they're a little harder to target, but again, most people want to chase walleyes that time of year. So then uh, once we get through the summer months, uh, you know, walleye fishing kind of slows down, peters out a lot of those fish migrate out of our waters and the waters cool off. And those lake trout that abound all over Lake Erie and the deep haunts, they kind of work their way back in uh, mid-October, third week of October, and they're coming into spawn. It's their natural habitat. So they come in to spawn in water under 30 feet. They find some structure. There's some hot spots along our shoreline that every year have lots of lake trout. So they come back in, they're a relatively easy fish to target catch uh, once you get into that latter part of October. And then the whole month of October's, or excuse me, November's 
great lake trout fishing. And that's when usually people have their boats packed up and yes. they're, they're thinking about chasing whitetails or whatnot. Yep. Uh, the folks that keep their boats in till the end of October usually get a crack at them, but most of our marinas uh, want your boats out of the water by October end. So uh, there's a couple launches that, that remain open really. So a lot of people start trailering their boats and a few of us uh, diehards keep our rigs in the water till almost December. You know, we tie up in uh, transient marinas that still remain open, they're public marinas. Mm -hmm. And so we move our boats there, keep them tied up for an extra month or five weeks and uh, continue to fish for lake trout. What is it about that Erie PA area that, that makes that area home to the lake trout? Access, uh, we, we fish, the, the best lake trout spot is uh, the east end of the Erie PA area towards New York. Uh, access to deep water, we have a really significant drop off there with structure that a lot of those summer lake trout will hang out near also. And I think the fact that they were stocked in Pennsylvania, believe it or not, I think they get somewhat accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they don't go far during the summer and they, they return in big numbers to uh, Pennsylvania waters. How are you targeting them in the spring? Well, in the spring, a variety of methods. We're using a lot of lead core with, with spoons. We're using a old, the old school method of dodgers. Uh, bring out the old Dodgers back from the Coho Salmon days. So Dodgers are extremely effective. And then we mix in some cowbells. And we're running a lead core program off boards. We're running downriggers and uh, dipsy divers. Tell me about that Dodger stuff. How, how does that work? Dodgers are uh, eight inch, we use six inch and eight inch metal Dodgers. And we have uh, probably about a 15 to 16, 17 inch liter with the six inch Dodgers, and then we're using uh, 18 to 24 inch liters off the eight inch Dodgers. Awesome. With, with primarily uh, the Dreamweaver Whirly gigs and the uh, infamous spinning gloves. Awesome. So what is a day like on the water in the spring when you're chasing these, these lake trout? Well, what's pretty neat about our lake trout fishery in the spring, it's not a forgiven in the spring or an easy thing. Uh, they could be in closer to shore in uh, the first, what we call it, the first 50. It's that first 50 foot of water as you as you move out from shore. They could be in there and they could be out near this piece of structure I just mentioned where there's a significant drop. Um, that's probably the second place they'll hang out in that latter part of uh, maybe, maybe at the end of April. It could be there at mid-May, but they'll start to uh, transition from in to out at some point and a mass out there near this drop. And they move around, they're not in one spot all the time. They might be off the drop, uh, close to drop, they might be a mile inside the drop, and then they move uh, laterally, uh, uh, east and west along this piece of structure. So you gotta hunt a little bit, do your homework mm -hmm. in the spring, and you know, it makes it, it's fishing. So you're, you're putting a few miles on the boat trying to yep. seek them out here? Yep. Awesome, when you do find the fish, What's it like? What do what do we what kind of fish are we chasing after here? Uh, the lake trout could be anywhere from six to twenty seven pounds. Our our state record was broke last uh, two thousand and nineteen. Um, it was uh, I think just under thirty pounds, which is a nice fish. But we're seeing a mix of fish from six to mid twenties. You know, mid twenties fish is a good fish. We don't see a lot of those, mm -hmm. but they're there. But our average lake trout that we catch are probably eight to 14 pounds. That's probably the, the most uh, abundant size, and either spring or fall. What do you find in the bellies in the spring? Uh, we don't 
Well, we don't keep a ton of lake trout. Okay. Um, we'll keep ones that are hurt, or if we have customers that do want to uh, keep them to eat, uh, we find a lot of gobies. Occasionally, you'll, you'll find a perch and uh, some smelt if there's smelt around. Awesome. That's How does that change from spring fishing to fall fishing? How are you targeting them in the in the fall? Good question. So fall, we're primarily 30 feet and under. So we're using short, shorter lead cores. We might be using monofilament dipsy diver rigs, uh, a little less wire diver dipsy diver rigs. We're still using dodgers. We're still using um, occasional uh, cowbell rigs, uh, but it's primarily a, a more of a skinny water program where you're putting more emphasis on your, your planer board lines or getting them away from the boat because you're fishing 18 to 30 feet of water. Then we, when we bump it out to in the spring, uh, it's generally a deeper water fishery because again, fall they're in their spawn, they're looking for structure, rocks, all that stuff. So, so come spring, they're, they're in a little bit different depth of water. So we're fishing from say 48 to 80 foot of water near mm -hmm. this drop and they'll orientate themselves to some of the drops and structure pieces. So you're it's fish a little deeper program. So when you're fishing them in the fall and you're up in that shallow water and fish are starting to stage, what else are you picking up? Uh, another good question. We're hitting uh, occasional steelhead in there. So sometimes we put out some steelhead candy up high mm -hmm. uh, to, to, take, to take some occasional steelhead. We catch some really nice smallmouth that time of year as well. And the rare but occasional uh, and occasional walleye is nice. still around. So we'll, I've had days where you, you might catch 40 Lakers might catch eight smallmouth, five walleye, and four steelhead on one trip. So good, good and then, mix. And then lose a bunch of fish, you know? <laughs> Sounds like you're doing some reeling though. You're doing some, well, that's a good thing. Lots of good, good, good stuff, turning, turning reels. Tell me about Vision Quest sport fishing. Vision Quest, we call it the VQ, okay? Uh, been in business since 1988, and uh, I spent a lot of time on Lake Erie initially. Uh, traveled up to Lake Ontario to test the salmon and trout fishing, kind of fell in love with the salmon and trout fishing up there. So did that for a little while, then, uh, then took a, a hiatus from Lake Ontario for a period of years to concentrate on the Erie and uh, family and all that stuff. So uh, I, I went away from Lake Ontario for a while. And then back early 2000s, I uh, started going back up to Lake Ontario and eventually moved another boat or bought another boat and keep it uh, out of Wilson, New York on Lake Ontario. So I have uh, boats and boat ports, boats so both lakes. Is it a seasonal thing or are you just kind of going back and forth based on where people want to go out? More of a seasonal thing. I go up to Lake Ontario near the end of April and uh, the month of May for Kings. Um, I'll have the boat in Erie. So we mix in some lake trout fishing at that time. So I double dip a little bit between uh, Lake Ontario salmon and trout, and then Lake Trout and Lake Erie. And then uh, I'll, f I'll fish Lake Ontario hard to about mid-June. And then I concentrate uh, back on Lake Erie for walleye, mostly and some steelhead. And I'll go back and forth to do a few tournaments in Lake Ontario. And then uh, it's, it's a little back and forth until maybe that uh, Labor Day, September period, I shift back to Lake Ontario more because I really prefer to catch uh, those salmon and trout again on Lake Ontario versus walleye. And that lake is uh, more stable weather-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, Lake Erie, 
we start to get a lot of wind in September. We get a lot of blow days, top water conditions. Uh, Lake Erie, def or uh, Lake Ontario, definitely more stable weather. What's a day like on a boat with you? Uh, a smiling face in the morning, you know, shaking hands, uh, ask everybody their story a little bit if I don't know you. And they're gonna orientate you a little bit to the boat. And uh, you're gonna get 110% effort. I'm an aggressive, uh, competitive fisherman. Uh, but but I don't take that attitude too far in the boat with my customers. But I'm there to catch fish. Most of my customers know, and I expect that they expect me to put them on fish. And so I take care of business when I'm out there. Awesome. What's something that you, as a very experienced charter captain, can tell us that might help someone who's just getting started and getting out on the water and doing some fishing? Non-charter boat? Yeah, just a guy uh, with a, with an 18-footer who wants to get on the lake. I would tell that person uh, invest in good equipment, safe equipment. Uh, I would tell them to do some research, attend seminars like we're doing at the at this Niagara show, spend some time, and listen to people who who have been doing this, like myself. You get a, it helps you cut through the learning curve a lot quicker. I would uh, recommend that they even take a charter, and uh, that happens a lot with me. Guys that want to learn how to catch kings or uh, uh, want to learn how why we're so successful catching lake trout, and they, they might be struggling, they're new. Mm -hmm. I suggest that they spend the money, get some buddies and, and book a trip, see what we do and help them cut through that learning curve. Yeah, when you think about how much money goes into your gear and how much money goes into your boat and all these things, gas to, to do this, when you think about the cost of a charter, it's, it's pretty cheap education, pretty yeah, cheap you, information. You spread that out with a, a handful of guys uh, you know, it beats, it beats a lot of those days on your own catching two fish all day or three fish when, when we're out catching a lot of fish. So to me, that's invaluable or very valuable information uh, and experience. So the guys who, who do charter me specifically to learn, and what's, what I like about it, they always tell me, we're not here to, you know, we're not going to huckle buck you or, you know, we're here, we have boats, but we want you to teach us because we want to be better anglers. So I appreciate that when, when they tell me that, you know, and, and, I take it, take the extra step, knowing that they're here to learn. Mm -hmm. I get those guys involved in setting rods. You know, instead of us putting something out, which typical customers don't ask why you're doing it, we tell them why we're doing this, why we decide to pull that rig out of the water and change it, why we're we're modifying that program through the day, um, so that those guys understand the methodology and the mind process that I go through from start to finish other than typical charter customers, which, you know, they're there to laugh, chit chat, oh, reel in the fish, help out, you know, mm -hmm. so much. So. Awesome. There's something that I didn't ask you that you'd like to get a chance to talk about before we wrap it up here? Uh, you know, let's go back to lake trout since we're talking lake trout. Yeah. Um, that whole lake trout thing started uh, back uh, with me in the 80s. Um, we had lake trout, okay, but no one ever targeted these lake trout or figured out the, the habits or movements of lake trout. And so uh, it was one of the things I took the initiative to say, you know, it's gotta be lake trout. They gotta be somewhere once they're out of that deep water. So let's, let's figure this program out. So uh, I took the initiative, spent the time, effort, energy, and a lot of gas to, to run around and basically uh, uh, we'll say start that lake trout fishery or figure that lake trout fishery out in the fall and then they can spring by uh, doing my homework. And a lot of guys over the years have benefited that because it was something I kind of took some pride in and pioneered that whole fishery and taught a lot of guys 
how to fish that way or they even know that that fishery existed because people were just overlooking it didn't even think about it and uh so i feel like i'm personally involved with how that kind of evolved till today where a lot of people enjoy it it's a great catch and release fishery because the water's cold Mm-hmm. Fish are generally kind of shallow, at least in the fall. So uh, it's a great catch and release fishery. That you don't hurt a lot of fish. Spring, when we do it in the spring, same thing. We're not pulling those fish out of super deep water. The water's still cold. So uh, that makes for another great catch and release period. And again, in the summer, everybody leaves them alone and they go out and they're happy and, and uh, catching their wallets. Then I wait for them to come back in the fall. <laughs> Well, Captain Pete Alex, thanks for coming on the show. If people want to find out more about you and your charter, how do they find you? I have a Facebook page uh, that I report. Uh, I put a lot of good stuff on my own Vision Quest Facebook page, so you can reach out to me there. I have a web page uh, that has my contact information. And uh, what's the web page called? Uh, www.visionquestfishing.com, or Vision. just Google Vision Quest Sport Fishing, and you'll find me. Awesome. And I, one more thing I'll add is. Yeah. Uh, I kind of get into the videos a lot, and I've been doing a lot of educational videos, short five-minute videos. Uh, I've got some really great lake trout videos up there now of us showing what we're doing and catching fish. So there's a, I have my own YouTube channel, and I post some pretty good videos if you want to go check out this fishery in action. That's awesome. I think uh, I'll be there checking it out. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Captain Pete Alex. Really appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.